Okay. We are on. Hey, Brett. Hey, Nick. What's happening? I uh, just poured myself a um, Basil Hayden's Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Not like Nick ever has any of that. He doesn't even know what that tastes like. That's, um, <laughs> that's uh, not what they do down in the South Island. Tea. You've got tea. So we were. <laughs> oh, we. Uh, mm, that, that slip sounded amazing. We uh, <laughs> we uh, uh, are representing the two sides of Reformed theology, two ages, even. That's right. Maybe. <clears throat> two, in, two, in two different time zones. Two time zones, two podcasters, one Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's been going on, bro? Hey, yeah, not much, man. We uh, we had a family camp, which was pretty cool. The three uh, churches in the fellowship got together. That was great. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, I think, where we left you off. Yeah, totally. So then we're okay. Yeah, it was pretty good. Good, solid, practical stuff on John 15. Everyone was very happy. Good times cool. all around. So, yeah, that was that was great. Cool. Um, but otherwise, yeah, just keeping busy. Lots of visitation and that sort of thing. So what mm-hmm. are you doing, man? You're in Australia. I'm in Australia. Um, well, we got uh, Chandler. Matt Chandler coming down. <laughs> Name dropper. It's the, it's the big, uh, well, I mean, it is the only reason we're down, really. Well, let, let's put it this way. It's, um, that's happening this weekend, and we've got a, a whole bunch of kind of X29 stuff to do in the interim. So I, I kind of got you early um, just to make sure I was on time for that first meeting. And yeah. uh, so it's like a just a board meeting because uh, you know I'm the New Zealand guy, so I've got to represent. And uh, and yeah, we just talk about stuff and could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you, and I don't want to <laughs> kill you. I like yeah, it. Man. So, so, is it a conference? Are you interviewing guys? Uh, yeah, so there'll be assessments, I'm sure, and they'll um, yeah, and just all 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 of that sort of thing. All you know, kind of like we did in in Wellington, except bigger. Way bigger. I think they got about 500 people bigger even than that. Wow, that's huge. It's huge, yeah. No, it's big budget, big full-on, big everything. So, yeah, and it's good. Adam Ramsey's doing a good job with that. Might even get him on the podcast, you know, uh, if I get some time with him. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, but, yeah, so that's me. And uh, otherwise, I'm just uh, just studying Islam, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. looking like an Islamic guy with my long beard, studying Islam. Yeah. And, because uh, in India, only, uh, pastors have moustaches and Muslims have beards. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. Yeah. I know when I am, uh, it's so funny, when, when we, we used to go over to India, um, they'd always ask me, I'd say, so, you know, at the border control, they'd be like, so what do you do? I'm a pastor. And then they stop and they look down, they like, stop and look back at me. And they're like, of what religion? <laughs> <laughs> The only way they could like justify it is I was, you know, some sort of imam. Yeah. They think it's stereotypes. Totally. Yeah. But hey, we'll leave Islam for another podcast. What are we doing today? We're doing some sixteen eighty nine Saturday. All right. Cool. So, so we can is. smoke every day now, and uh, we only get to talk about sixteen eighty nine on the Saturday though. Uh, we've, we've, yeah. Well, at least at least it gets a place. At least it gets a place. Yeah. Totally. It was kind of getting it was oozing into everything, but now we can make it explicit. Awesome. And talking about, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I just had a smoke on my balcony in the hotel. What's up with that? This place is big pimping, man. Seriously. <laughs> um, all right, cool. So, 1689 Saturday. What do, what do we, should we talk about subscription? 
Uh, subscription, yeah, and maybe uh, the Sabbath in relationship to subscription, and uh, totally. maybe soft subscription, hard subscription, and what does subscription mean in the first place? Totally. Well, um, you obviously weren't privy to this, and I'm not even sure if we'll come out. No, we'll come out after I think my brother and I talk about the Sabbath. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, people will be tracking with that and seeing two guys that hold to a 1689 confession and yet have different, both of us have some sort of revisions on the Sabbath. Uh, we have different revisions, though. Yet, you know, it's, yeah. and so it's a kind of interesting uh, add-on to that. I'd like to hear what your take is on the Sabbath, and then uh, yeah, maybe we could bridge from that straight into um, into some yeah, and into some talk about what what it means to hold to the sixteen eighty nine. Like, what does it actually mean? The other thing, though, just in talking, I got to keep in mind is I'm getting some feedback, man. We got to keep these things shorter. One, a- one of my most avid, avid listeners. Uh, texting me, he's like, "Listen, I'm like 50 episodes behind. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't do it, man. I can't do it. I can't keep up. It's too many." <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's jump straight in, then. Yeah, do it. So, Go. Uh, my view of the Sabbath. Yeah. So the Sabbath has three uh, original purposes. It was given for the purpose of giving man a pattern of rest and work. It was given for the second purpose would be for the purpose of having a day of worship, in particular. Mm-hmm. And the third purpose, which is the purpose which is always overlooked and is not in our confession, is the Sabbath is a sign of the covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be the key thing, which sort of uh, it would be my segue into my brand of Lord's Day theology, which would which would be slightly different from the 1689. Yeah. So, okay, give us a rundown on what you think the 1689 says and why it's saying it. <clears throat> so, the 1689, we know the history of it. Um, the Anglican Church uh, had the king as the head of the church. Then the Civil War broke out. They removed the king. Parliament wanted a new religion for the new uh, political state of affairs. So they had the Westminster Assembly, and they wanted a Presbyterian situation, basically a church with no bishops. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what they were aiming at. And so they got a bunch of Scottish people down so that both England and Scotland would have the same religion so they could be real unity. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was pretty good, but it was Presbyterian. Um, it was authority from the top down, uh, a synod structure. Um, mm. And there were still a few sort of little hooks that the government had in the Presbyterianism that was in that confession. The Americans changed it later on. Mm-hmm. But So the original wasn't, it wasn't a satisfactory mm. uh, relationship between church and state that was articulated. Right. So after that, the independence came up. They were part of the process, but they were a minority voice at the assembly. And... The Savoy Declaration of Faith came out later during the mm-hmm. 16, was 1668, I think That's it was. That's about right, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that was a congregationalist view where they basically had improved the whole church-state relation and they had gone congregational as opposed to Presbyterian. Mm. And the Baptists came along with the 1689, and in order to prove they weren't Anabaptists, they took the same confession from the Presbyterians, which the congregationalists had also done, and said, look, we want to be part of this mainstream of Christianity, and so we're going to prove that we're not Anabaptists, that we're in the same school as you guys, and they just baptized the, uh, the Savoy and made up the 1689. Mm-hmm. And my, my thoughts are that they didn't go far enough. Yeah. There were some other elements that needed improvement, and in particular, the view on the Sabbath. So mm-hmm. here's, here was the typical Puritan view. In 1666, yes, 666 is deliberate, uh, the fire of London uh, burned London down. Why did the fire of London happen? The Puritans said, because England was not keeping its Sabbaths. Yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. There we go. So that was that was you know. They, so what they're doing is they they're viewing the state of England as the state of Israel, and they're copying and pasting it. Yeah. And there's no change in terms of our relationship within the new covenant. Mm-hmm. And so that was that was not properly communicated in the 1689. So I've I don't subscribe to the Puritan view, which has all the uh, artifacts of that original Presbyterian. Um, attempt at Westminster to try and make a new state religion without bishops. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. It's interesting, as you're talking, I'm thinking like, you know, one of the things that uh, 1689 Federalists, in in, so, in in sort of taking away, I mean, one of the things we like about what they're doing, I think both the, you and I are in agreement on this, is that they're moving as just re- they're, they're ironing that that issue that you've just mentioned right out. So yeah. you know they're going to fall on another side, if anything. But they're definitely not going to fall into that copy and paste thing again. Um, and I, I I think it's I mean that's going to have an effect on the Sabbath doctrine that is currently in the 1689. They're going to have to admit <laughs> that at some level. Uh, you know. It's it's yeah. almost the only Some ramifications. Yeah, the only thing holding that chapter together on the Sabbath was that hangover from the Westminster and its semblance of unity in the Covenant of Grace. But yeah, you miss you you remove that, and you've actually it's going to be an interesting implication. I, I'd love to actually get some of the guys. That would be a good thing to get, like Sam Rennie and Arnold Jim, even you know, and just go. Okay, yeah. so what's your deal? How do you hold on to that? But um, so we, we, we don't. We don't hold on to that. Uh, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I see the copy and paste 100%. Um, it, it misses the, the redemptive historical deal. Um, the whole thing was to uh, portray a kind of typological cessation from activity. Um, yep. and, and, you know, the whole thing in that was to show the power of what uh, Jesus would accomplish in bringing us into a Sabbath. We would not do a thing. Um, you know, we, our, our work would be complete through Jesus. And, and now that we are in, in the Sabbath, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, now we're in the New Covenant, at least, to go back to the, 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 the actual activity and the pedantic details and the typology, it's honestly, it's a, it's a danger of heading back to the, to the shadows. It's, it falls right in the crosshair of, of Hebrews, uh, in my opinion, you know, where he's just basically saying, don't, don't do it. Don't do it anymore. Totally. Now, okay, so we're in agreement on that. Give us, um, um, I, well, just to kind of fill you in on, on um, what, what my brother and I was saying. I, I was saying that, um, you know, following along the author of Hebrews, um, and the biblical theology, um, and and with an awareness of the reality of the moral law and the Decalogue there, and yep. the fourth commandment, you know, instituting a day. Um, I, I, I'm of the opinion, or I, I feel like I can make a strong exegetical case in, in um, Hebrews 4, that while the state of Sabbath rest has now been fulfilled, uh, there remains a Sabbath-keeping ordinance that is the Lord's day, uh, not, not necessarily that we're keeping the day in the same way that the old covenant people were keeping it, but yeah. on that day we're coming together into, in worship. So don't ne- neglect the gathering of the saints. Don't forsake the gathering of the saints is the big you know, idea behind that epistle. Um, don't, don't revert back to the shadows and, and worship on a Saturday if you're being persecuted. Instead, understand what you need, need to now do as an ongoing Sabbath-keeping ordinance 
in light of the gospel. Andre yeah. disagreed with me in that he, um, and you know, maybe what we should do if this gets crazy complicated is just get us all on at the same time. But, but you know, up until then, um, you know, basically, uh, what he said was, you know, I, I kind of agree with you. I see the basic sense of fulfillment, but I, I see the ordinance being an event of worship rather than a day. Uh, the day can be yep. any day um, and it has no connection to the Lord's day. And, I'm, you know, so the, the whole the whole sort of first day of the week thing, it just happens to be, you know, just kind of coincidental uh, if I'm not misrepresenting him there. But but, yeah, he, he would believe Sundays are good and that's kind of the way the tradition has come to us. But it's not necessarily a theological thing. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think I would disagree with that. OK, um, you would. I would, I would. That's probably the position I used to hold. Yeah, because I, I remember us having talks about that, and I remember that being somewhat similar to what you held. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and I suppose if if I could say why I held that position, hmm. originally in the the biblical minimalistic approach that I was taking uh, hermeneutically. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you build doctrine? How do we build the doctrine of the Trinity? Mm-hmm. We don't go find one verse that basically lays it all out. What we do is we take the different verses mm-hmm. um, that. Uh, uh, my, my, just to interrupt you there, Bruce, my thing you hear is saying paused. Uh, oh, it's still recording. Yeah, it's still recording. Sorry, I'm on Logos. So okay, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking <laughs> up that text. Um, just just when, you, when you're done, we can go and look at uh, one of his big things is, you know, that we now don't have to worry about the Sabbaths, you know, as it says in Colossians. I just wanted to yeah. have a look at that. But yeah, no, don't worry about it. We're recording. So, so, I mean, just just how do you build a doctrine? Um, what, are you, you know, a biblical minimalist would say, well, I don't see the words covenant of works in the, uh, the garden. Mm-hmm. So therefore, there is no covenant of works there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's, that's a very poor way to read your Bible. Mm. Uh, it's a simplistic way, but it's um, the way that the Lord has revealed doctrine is there's good and necessary inference. There's deduction. Mm. Uh, we build our doctrine by taking all of the collective data of Scripture and bringing it together because truth agrees with itself into a coherent whole. Mm. Um, and so when it comes to the Lord's Day, it's it's not just a case of, well, okay, it says the Lord's Day in Revelation 1 verse 10, and then there's Acts 20 verse 8, and there's mm. 1 Corinthians 16. Mm. Well, that's not, it's not, it's not a lot. It's not enough for me to make up a new rule for Christians, so therefore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that plus the theology of the eighth day, so... Um, circumcision, which represents the new heart or the new birth mm-hmm. or the resurrection, was, mm-hmm. you know, Christi- uh, in the Old Testament, they were circumcised on the eighth day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, of course, the Feast of Tabernacles, yeah. which speaks about the deliverance, mm-hmm. was was celebrated on the eighth day. Mm-hmm. And so the first day, which is the eighth day. Yes, I love that. There's a tremendous significance in that in, in relationship to the new creation yes. and God making things new. So um, cool. And so that, that all... It all collectively feeds in into a, a theology of the Lord's Day. I love what uh, I love what Gil said. I think I told you this before, but like I remember, just go, what does Gil say about the Sabbath? Let's go, let's go have a look, you know. And he's like, firstly, it's not a creation ordinance; it's a new creation ordinance. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, and that's yeah. the substance of it, isn't it? It really is. I mean, I just saw that like front front and center. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. yeah, okay, so what about when Paul does talk about, um, you know, what does he say? Let's turn now my video is going to pause. I'll just go to Logos again. Yeah, um, go to Colossians 2, 16 and 17. Yeah, all right. So therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink or with regard to a, a festival or new moon or a Sabbath. 
These yeah. are a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. And so my brother was really just, you know, and, and I see where he's coming from. Obviously, you can see if that is talking about the Sabbath as in just even pertaining to a Lord's Day ordinance, you could see how that would win the day, right? But yeah. um, I mean, the, the, let the, me give you yeah. my old view, because I, I still haven't found it, anyone who's really defeated it in terms of dealing with the specifics of it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, he talks about new moons, uh, festivals, new moons, and Sabbaths. Yeah. So what I did is I did a little word study, which I've never seen anyone else do, is I looked for all three words in combination. Right. Because, you know, like uh, yeah. the law, Psalms, and the prophets. Right, right. Just uh, so got festivals, yeah. new moons, or Sabbaths. Yeah. And so what I, what I did is I found seven references where that, that, that threefold combination also included the weekly Sabbath. No kidding. Yeah. So I was like, that's it. That nails it. This is like a, you know, a head-to-toe sort of inclusio type phrase, which, you know, you'd be hard-pressed to say it's not the weekly Sabbath. Right. But uh, the wet and so then you realize yeah. word studies are fallacious and no and, well, no, and constant rebukes you. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <yeah. laughs> it's a, it's a strong point, but it's it's not it's not the concern of the context. Right. The context is saying you know the the, the Colossian heresy uh, heretics have come in and are saying if you really want the full experience of Jesus, you need Jesus plus Jesus plus the law, Jesus yeah. plus angel worship or whatever the particular brand of Gnostic theology that was going on there. Mm -hmm. And um, so Paul is using this as a token, not of a Sunday first uh, Lord's Day observance, but a return to complete Judaism. Yes. And so it's comparing well, apples with pears to try yeah, and make it, this annihilate the Lord's Day. Oh, it's as you always say, you ask the wrong questions, you get the wrong answers. This is one of those situations. Yeah. It really is. Exactly. Yeah. 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 All right. So I think it's time for you to issue a public uh, challenge to my brother. On air. What's your brother's name again? Andre. <laughs> he's gonna be. He's gonna be. <laughs> Just so you know, Andre, Nick did not mean that. <laughs> Andre, it's time for you to read your Bible properly. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy! All right, now it's on. And I, <laughs> I think I think we do need to have. I think the time has come where we need to have that joint podcast and just let let the let the bulls run. You know, <laughs> I think it's it's time to happen. Yeah. Did you have you heard his public challenge to you? No. No. Oh, really? No. Oh no. my goodness! Well, see, there's that as well, Andre. He hasn't even yeah, heard young, it. Young, young people these days, you know, they just there's no respect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, boy. All righty. Good. Okay, so Sabbath. Now, I tell you what, um, I think that, that pushes it forward somewhat. One thing that would be super interesting to talk about, um, and, you know, maybe this would be even a good thing. That maybe Chris should come on for that same show that we, we plan. But uh, Klein had very, very interesting um uh, he had a progression of thought, it looks like. Over, I don't know if you've, if you've been in on that. Um, mm -hmm. Very, very interesting, the way he, he processed it. Because obviously he's, he's moving on all the right angles and everything we would 100% agree on. He ends yeah. up in a position that is very, very contrary to um, um, the Westminster. Of course, he was part of the OPC. And uh, yeah. they, were, they were starting to pick that up. I just actually uh, yesterday listened to um, episode 100 of Glory Cloud podcast. And uh, okay. they, they got Meredith uh, Klein's 
son uh, to to do that uh, podcast. Excellent, very very good. And um, he was just saying like how his dad held on with that final book uh, about you know God Heaven and, and Armageddon just to just a way. <laughs> he apparently Wait already had died. cancer. He already had cancer, and they were they were giving him grief. They were trying to get hold of him, and it was irritating the family and everything. But it, it only came out after that. I think just before he died, and um, and that sort of unveiled his full final view of the Sabbath, which was basically that it only applied to the people of God. It wasn't an obligation upon all mankind because of the covenant community thing. Yeah. It stood as a sign of judgment upon them rather than a sign of a call to worship. Uh, you know, and well, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. and, and so I mean, I'll be preaching on this a little bit. And so the question comes up: you know, can I go and buy hmm. something? pack and save to bring to church, you know, combined church lunch or whatever. Mm. Is, is the unbeliever obliged? Because, you know, the typical uh, response is, you know, if you go shopping on a Sunday, then you're not, you know, it's you giving them um, an excuse to be at work so that they're not in church. Yes. So you're the reason they're not in church oh, if you go shopping on, totally. on Sunday. Christian? On, you know, on Sunday, this last Sunday, I went to go buy a coffee before church, right? Like, yeah. And I literally had an evangelistic conversation with the guy who, was, who sold me the coffee. You know, and I, I came away in that, just well, all the way back, I was thinking about this exact point. Like, you know, there is something powerful that just happened over there. And it's particularly awesome that I could say, hey, I'm going to church now, hey, you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, there's a whole, the whole, whole thing that gets in the way of that if you're not careful. Yeah, Yeah. so here's, here's the question. Try, try, uh, what, would, what would your answer be to this? Um, so let's say... The Sabbath is a creation ordinance, mm-hmm. like marriages, mm-hmm. which I accept personally. Yes. Um, and marriage is a continuing ordinance. Mm-hmm. Um, why then uh, doesn't the Christian expect the unbeliever to keep the Sabbath like they expect them to marry? Right. Yeah. That is a excellent question. And you know what? We will answer it on Two Kingdom Tuesday. And this okay. is me being disciplined. And keeping these podcasts short. So there we go. I hope everyone that's been uh, moaning and just like so lame because they can't listen to long podcasts. I understand. I hate listening to long podcasts. I mean, that, that, I want to say a parting word. If you can't listen to long podcasts, you are weak. You are weak. And that's perfect because you should be a Christian if you're weak because Jesus is your strength. <laughs> <laughs> just turn that around. Uh, yeah, no, look. I get the long podcast thing. No one wants to listen to James White uh, James White's podcast. It's too long. No one listens to Joe Rogan's podcast. It's too long. Uh, not like I'm in any way <laughs> in league with those guys. And maybe if I was, I would also do a long podcast. But um, I get the problem. So we got stuff to listen to. Let's keep these suckers short. Thanks for listening, and uh, thanks, Nick. We'll we'll carry this on on Tuesday. Sounds good. Cheers.